Welcome everyone to the last video store clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But the days of searching the shelves for hidden gems and overlooked call classics is never ending. Join us while we drown in a sea of streaming options and ask the question, what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank. I'm Scott. And we're the last video store clerks. <laughs> it was always about Kirkman or... I, I think I'm uh, more of a fan of... Darabont. Yeah, I mean his resume is definitely way thicker. Yeah, it's a it's a cool resume. Too. Definitely more girth. I'm, I'm glad we watched the Mist this week because when we picked it, I did not think that that was going to be in the top ten on Netflix. I didn't think that it was what a seven point one on IMDb. It blew Stephen me away because I've always thought of it as a movie that I liked, but I didn't know that IMDb liked it to the point of seven point one. But then, like you were saying, the fall off from a seven. Anything under a 7, even if it's 6.8, could mean that people don't like it. Yeah. Some of the movies that I consider some of the best movies are right there at the low 7s. For this to be a 7.1, it didn't kill it at the box office or anything. Oh, no. Not at all. No. Not at all. <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> but like uh, this week, the only real thing of note that I watched was I watched Black Bear, finally. Oh, you watched Black Bear? Yeah. Aubrey Plaza? Yeah, it was nuts. It's crazy. And it started really fucking slow <laughs> but it was like a david lynch movie that kind of made sense you and there was a little bit of well what the fuck is going because you knew there was something well yeah without going in i'm just trying not to go not to be super vague but i'm just trying I don't not to give spoil too much. it yeah. necessarily but like i don't know who i would recommend that to i wouldn't feel comfortable recommending that to most people <laughs> and not because it's like fucked up or anything like that it's just i liked it it makes you feel awkward i don't think Kelly would have wanted to watch it if Aubrey Plaza wasn't the lead. I think Olympia only would have watched it because of Aubrey Plaza. Being if the lead. I had known, I would have been like, "You're not gonna." <laughs> <laughs> did you? Did she watch it with you? Yeah, it was uh, her idea. <laughs> and I was like, "That movie was the exact structure of Lost Highway." <laughs> oh, it's the exact same structure as Lost Highway. Wow, it's two separate things except i guess bill pullman doesn't turn into pallets or getty <laughs> <laughs> it was like the indie rock version of lost highway and lost highway is like nine inch nails black bear was like the decemberists <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah but she was really good fantastic aubrey plaza acting performance yeah she does great and i love that she's a weirdo in real life yeah, me too. It's awesome that somebody can be that fucking weird all, like, all the time. Yeah, and then after it, I was like, I want to watch Ingrid Goes West, and Kelly was like, I already watched it. And I was like, fuck! <laughs> have you ever seen that one? <laughs> no, she said that she didn't think I would want to watch it. It's probably the one Aubrey Plaza that I haven't seen. She she actually told me that she asked me if I wanted to see it, and I'm pretty sure I just wasn't paying attention to what she was, <laughs> and I just went, yeah, no, I don't care. You know? <laughs> But it's, no, it's a good movie. I'd rec I mean, I would recommend it. Like you're saying, I guess Black I can Bear see or it. Angry Ghost West. Black Bear. Oh, okay. I don't know exactly who I would recommend it to, but if I was, if if, if it felt right, I would. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I would watch. I watched it again down the road. Now that I know where that's going, just to see if I can catch little stuff. Yeah, it was weird. I liked it though. I'm sure there's breadcrumbs sprinkled. Yeah, it was a... Uh, All through it, if you were to watch it again, knowing what you know at the end. I guess. It was still... it And Mulholland Drive, same thing. Same formula. <laughs> I haven't seen that in a long time either. I'm convinced, and 
if you haven't seen Mulholland Drive, you're never going to watch it. (laughs) But I think that if you take Mulholland Drive and you cut the end off of it and put it in the beginning, that it becomes Naomi Watts' masturbation fantasy. Like the whole rest of the thing. (laughs) I'd I'd have to rewatch it. And then the movie makes perfect sense. No, uh, it's been too long. I'd need a refresher before I could. I'm sure you're spot on. I love David Lynch, but at the same time, we should probably do Lost Highway one day because I don't know if I really like that movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've seen it a lot. I owned it for years mm-hmm. on VHS. It's so fucked up and so weird, but I'm not sure that I didn't watch it the first time because I was like, boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I said, I, it might have been you who got me to watch it. Really I think I might have made you watch it a few times. Maybe that's why I'm not remembering it all the way. Th- maybe we did watch it a few times and I was just like, uh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure in high school I watched it so many times trying to be like, I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> and you you can't. You can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, and anything else? Did you see anything else interesting? Other than that, I really just watched X-Files. The only note that I like wrote down, I was like, talk about this on the podcast. Why is Mulder always sticking his bare fingers in goo? All the time. Is he not gloving up when he touches stuff? He is constantly touching shit. Just goo. Like he'll be like, oh, what's that? And you're like, (laughs) man, some of that shit is acid. Well, I mean, he's had what? With the shapeshifters? They got acid blood, man. Stop touching all the goo. All the stuff that's been through his system, you know what? He had his brain wiped after the like one of those first episodes. He had Oh, and the amount of concussions those two get. Yeah, they age uncontrollably at some point, so he's got that in the system. The little bugs in the woods, did those actually get into them and they stopped it right before it happened? I can't or did the bugs never get in? I can't remember. I need to rewatch yeah. And Scully got stung by that bee in the movie. (laughs) Oh, the bees yeah but that was the only thing i really wrote down other than that i'm uh almost done with the boys finally i've been stretching it out because i'm like uh, i don't want to go away we're just now through episode four. Oh, but what i wanted to mention to you was i started watching banshee, banshee. again do you remember banshee it was an hbo series it might have been a cinemax series come to think of it but it's on hbo max oh the main character is homelander no and i remember being like this show's fucking good (laughs) and i also think this show is more offensive than the boys (laughs) it's very good though and i want to rewatch the whole thing how many seasons is three seasons three seasons that's doable what like 10 a season or is it like an 18 or i I think 24 10 or 8 okay i can't even remember it might be 11 the first season for some reason i know the numbers of episodes and seasons on different networks 8 10 11 13 18 24 that was long enough ago to where i think they were trying to figure out how many episodes a standard season was now because mm. of what it was like 32 back in the day it was crazy 30s and 20s 24 23 was standard I felt around 20 23 but if it was like a last season it was like 17 all of a sudden you know there wouldn't be as many yeah, that and then last you like season lost it's like 16 for the last season it's only 12 or 13 for I don't, like it's the been season a long before time it. and then the i've first taken the lost two, train yeah the first two seasons of lost are 23 episode seasons he wasn't on the manifest which is always I'm sorry <laughs> every time we talk about ethan. it just fucking ethan <laughs> and the way that claire runs that's our best laugh of the whole series yeah no i mean the first time we watched it was just like what the it was one of the most awkward things you'll ever see. Not everybody has to be an athlete, but pregnant Claire Run is not so good. <laughs> it was it was a highlight of the show for me, though. I remember it. I can picture the scene. It's like across a beach. Maybe she has a hoodie on or something. Or yeah, let's not go there because it's been years. Yeah, we get way years. Not yes. that we're on topic at all. Would you watch Mr. Vacation? I mean, Trip. 
Yeah, trip, not a vacation. Frank has kids, and my mother-in-law said that if you go on a trip with children, it's not a vacation. If you go without your children, then it's a vacation. <laughs> yeah, we had tons of fun, but definitely stayed busy a lot. You know, Colorado's great. I'd go back anytime. But yeah, so we didn't record last week. I watched a lot of TV there in the evenings. What did you, you know, watch? While we were there. Of note, anyway. <laughs> so while we were there, there was five different people, so we had to just decide. You know, you couldn't get too deep. Chances are people were going to pass out anyway yeah you're too diplomatic oh no they were talking about a horror movie though so they looked to me oh but somebody there was horror movie sensitive like didn't like gore this and that and we were going through the list and i was like christine and i chuckled and they were like what's christine and i was like what the fuck yeah and i was like what did you just say what's christine so i was like okay i'm gonna pull the the card here and you know this is a classic it's just you have to watch christine it's, i feel like it's one it's of those a john carpenter movies. it's a staple is what it did is did you see the jordan peele was being called one of the greatest horror directors of all time and he was like i will not put up with people putting down john carpenter <laughs> 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 like don't slander john carpenter no no that's awesome no i love it so yeah i mean we did we did christine i fell asleep before the very end my bad edibles i've seen christine <laughs> hundreds of times yeah i know what happens like christine carrie those early stephen king movies carrie uh -huh. fucked me up when i was a kid well cujo cujo scared the shit out of me my, we were always watching cujo when i was like five cujo was I rated pg like. <laughs> That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, because it it's, it's pre-PG-13 rating. Oh, yeah, no. Those 80s kids movies with titties in them. Poltergeist, PG. So many things, Stephen King. It blows your mind. The cigarettes, the drinking. The I feel like Steve, or, uh, Steven Spielberg was lobbying to keep all this stuff PG. Because so, he was like, which thank you, sir. Because the shit that really scared me is like a huge part of who I am now. If he hadn't let all those movies stay, Jaws. PG. No, it's mind blowing. I can't think of some of the ones that I've seen with like a ton of nudity or just like just really inappropriate shit that's like, no, this is PG. But that makes me wonder if like The Brood was rated X when it came out or if it was just R already. What's The Brood? Early David Cronenberg scared the shit out of my mom when she was in college or something. <laughs> brood. She said she went home and like checked every inch of her apartment. <laughs> like tried. <laughs> it's been a while since I've had that, but that's what I'm looking for right now, though, by the way. But something to really fucking yeah. knock your socks off. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, on the, we mixed it up a lot. So, I mean, then there was Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. We watched a Wedding Singer. Oh. Kelly was having a bad day. I hadn't seen it. In, Aunt Linda, you a bitch. God, I don't think I've seen it in <laughs> 10 years or something like that. Man, it is. Oh, it's probably longer than that for me. It's more 80s than any 80s movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Like the dress and uh, everything. I, everything. I actually thought Adam Sandler was like louder and angrier in that movie. Than, than, it, than he was? Yeah, no. Yeah, he, no. It's, it's a very calm Adam Sandler. I mean, you go. Other than the whoopity doo. <laughs> no um i tried billy madison recently I it didn't hold up as much i loved that i loved it i watched it this time i was like what the fuck we maybe sometime during the pandemic we i'll never not support that movie <laughs> i i will i'll always love bill it just didn't hit the same well we rewatched uh happy gilmore then it didn't hit the same, but, but Happy Gilmore holds up. Still really good. I think it's just because you know he plays like a child essentially in Billy Madison. Yeah, and so there's that whole thing where he's doing the, where did the penguin, is that the penguin, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he just it's just bonkers. You know, it's bat <laughs> shit. And Chris Farley did the same shit, but at least Chris Farley would get like the oh, and then the woo. You, you know. know he would really just take it up notches. I fucking hated Beverly Hills Ninja when it came out. Like, mm -hmm. I was like, this 
movie sucks. See, that and one I wasn't it one of my favorites. Better now. Better now? Yeah, I enjoyed it now. I did Black Sheep more recently than like Tommy Boy. <laughs> Tommy Boy was better than Black Sheep and is still better than Black Sheep. I think it holds up better, but... It I, has a better story. It's Black almost Sheep, the same story. <laughs> yeah, Black Sheep got some chuckles out of me, though, and I would love to watch Tommy Boy. Just that does, never comes on shit, it seems like. Who's um, your favorite little rascal? <laughs> Is it Alfalfa or Spanky? <laughs> so that dude was the best. Smoking token. <laughs> you know, I think that's part of the reason you hate Kevin James so much is because Kevin James gets the parts that were written for Chris Farley. Chris Farley? Now. So like grown-ups and shit like mm-hmm. that. That's supposed to be Chris Did Farley. Did you know that Chris Farley, uh, Shrek was supposed to be Chris Farley? Oh, no shit. They started it, man. Wow. Chris Farley was going to be Shrek. And then they picked Mike Myers? Well, he died. It went through like a period. Oh, and then they were like... Oh, uh, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's make him Scottish. I'm not clear on how the pickup story <laughs> happened, but I saw a bunch because even the uh, those initial concept drawings were, like, different. Like, it's not the Shrek. That, it was yeah. close, but it's not the Shrek that we know today. You know, Shrek is the second movie I ever walked out of. No way. Yeah. I went to see it. I smoked a ton of weed. Uh-huh. Me and our friend Nick went out to Barton Creek Mall <laughs> to watch fucking Shrek. Walked I, out. He was like, you look really unhappy. Do you want to leave? And I was like, I fucking hate this movie. And it was Eddie Murphy. I, you couldn't do it? Fucking donkey, donkey pissed me off. Like I was just like, I can't handle this right now. I don't know if I was too stoned or anything. I've never gone back. Never watched a Shrek movie. Never? Never. There's, you know, there's good adult humor for like a kid's movie. I, I would think so. And then the references, like the fairy tale references, but they've got that twist on them. You I've know? seen clips of John Lithgow in the <laughs> other one and been like, that's fucking funny. No, I'm telling you, like the Muffin Man thing. It's like, one that, of those that cracked kid, me up. Yeah, it's one of those kids' movies where they really know how to get to the adults as well. It was just Eddie Murphy was annoying me at the time. Mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy was annoying me in general at the time. But yeah. what else did you watch? I, I, did, I had a lot um, just. Real quick, I put on something for the kid one night because we were eating dinner and I was like, yeah, I want to watch something. But And so I tried something old on her. I didn't watch Mighty Morphin Power Rangers as a kid. Oh, did you watch uh, the new one? No, I watched the the ninety the 95 one. Oh, the movie? The movie. I didn't watch the show when I was a kid, but I did watch that movie and liked it. Okay, so here's the thing. I wanted to watch the show, but you weren't cool at my age if you watched it. So like if it was Same. on for the yeah, younger kids, I was just kids, a little bit too old. I would be in the cafeteria and I'd kind of watch it. So I'd get to see those episodes that were on TV and you'd catch them at home sometimes. And that I liked, but I couldn't like it because it wasn't cool. I wanted to watch it because I that Pink Ranger was cute. Yeah, she was in one of those Prefontaine movies. <laughs> she and... did a cameo at the end of the new Power Rangers movie. Oh, did she? Yeah, and Brian Cranston reprises his role as the big giant head thing. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I watched it and I was like, man, the damn TV show looked a lot better than the 95 movie. And, you know, that was... Oh, did it? That's saying something because they took the clips from the original series, the action shots, but then all the storyline was like the American version. I was really fucking drunk, but I enjoyed that new one. The new. I haven't seen the new one. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to watch it again. But um, you did, didn't you say you checked out that new Bill Burr? Oh yeah, I so I watched the new, the Bill, new Burr. Bill Burr. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good. I needed that. I appreciate him shaming everyone. Yes, yeah, same. He doesn't pick a target group to shame. He will shame fucking anyone and everyone if he thinks it's fucking stupid. And I agree. He's even older than I am. I'm getting a sprinkle of that old man anger though. Yeah, but I love his perspective on the well, shit. The jokes that hit home with me are always the ones about his dad because, like, I had '70s stepdad. Like who had already raised kids and stuff like that. I had that that older 
thinking with my parents and grandparents, you know, I came yeah. up with that shit, you know. Yeah, they I was get the fuck away from them. They're terrifying people. Do not let them see you. So inappropriate. I mean, if that shit was going on in households today, like CPS would be out way more fucking often. Oh, for sure. Not you know, if that shit going on when we were but kids. But at the and, same time, and imagine I'm, when he was a kid with that dad. I but, learned as an adult to appreciate the grit that it gave me. Mm -hmm. You know, being afraid of somebody. Well, we had someone over <laughs> who's like, you know, I'm liberal, but, you know, we had someone over who was way, you know, and I felt a little awkward for putting it on and I wasn't sure if they were enjoying it. I'll have to ask, but I almost felt awkward. It's his approach to everything. Yeah. He wants to make everyone mad. Yes. Yeah. And so, but I had no shame. I was like, this is, I like this. Yeah. I, I like how he's up front. He doesn't beat around the bush. You know, he might be a little off on a couple things. <laughs> well, that's... But it's fine. What a joke is, is when you say something you're not supposed to say, and everyone laughs because you're not supposed to say that. Yes. And that's what a joke is. And the way that he does it, and even the way he'll approach the super sensitive, the real sensitive topics. Yeah, I, th I, I thought it was good. And just, you know, one more thing I wanted to touch on. Should have been a movie that we thought about watching, maybe, that level 16. Oh. It's science fiction. It's on Netflix. I'd be surprised if it never popped up in the recommended for you, or at least when you go to the sci-fi category. It might have. My Netflix is very confused lately. Because yeah. I, I had... A, Did your algorithm get well, off? I had the same account for years, and mm. then... Kelly was like, we're both paying for Netflix. And so we you went together. to hers? This was before we got married. And so she was like, well, I can't cancel mine. My mom watches that one. So you let go of yours? I let my years of rating things and everything go. Oh, and it was partially I never knew that. because I was like, I'm kind of tired of it not showing me things I've already watched. I don't think I understood that about you, Scott. I feel like you've lied to me. <laughs> Well, I went in and I did some work. I did a lot of work, like you setting it up some things, and yeah. everything. But I was getting kind of frustrated that I was like, there's nothing on Netflix. I so have. sometimes now is Kelly like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, we have separate profiles. Oh, okay. That's right. Okay. Oh, good God. Deal. No. Good yeah, deal. Uh, no, good no, deal. No, no, okay. No, because no. no, we've literally looked at like the trailers for movies on her profile. Uh-huh will be advertised to her differently than they show me a trailer on my profile. Okay. They'll show the same movie in two different lights. I, it completely escaped my mind that you guys would be on two different... That makes complete sense. Because, yeah, mine with Olympias are night and day. Uh, oh, yeah. Her, she has a profile. I have a profile. Yeah, night and mom. day. Because every now and then hers is still on, and I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, I don't think that the HBO has so, enough Netflix. stuff for algorithms. So some of those, we don't have it. Uh, Prime, we have separate profiles. Stuff like that. Uh, it yeah. depends. But, and, yeah, level 16. It's sci-fi. I couldn't tell. I was like, I could see where they were going, and I really wanted to like it. You still don't know? I still don't know. So, I mean, that's one if you want to check it out. We might need to visit that one then. Level 16. Mm -hmm. If you want to check out a trailer, go ahead. It Because it's been popping up, popping up, popping up. So, I watched it one night. I will for sure. I think it's crazy that you watch Christine, though. Because <laughs> this week we watched The Mist, and... Uh, the Mist was my entry point into Stephen King when I was a little kid. When I was eight, nine years old, I rented, or I not rented, I took out from the public library an audio performance of The Mist that was an hour and 10 minutes long. It was in 3D audio sound. And I, I have it pulled up here. I'm going to show it to you when we're done. Yeah. Just so you can see what it is. I meant to show it to you beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> This was the first Stephen King thing, and it scared the shit out of me. And so, to prepare for this episode, before I even watched the movie, I, again, I've seen the movie once or twice. I actually own it, and the reason I own it is because I bought it 
when it came out because I know that this movie was supposed to be released in black and white and the movie studio pulled that and was like, no. No way. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, there's a lot of things with this movie that are funky. He really wanted it to be done the way he wanted it done. He was offered $30 million to make this movie by Paramount if he changed the ending back to what it is in the book. (laughs) 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 And, uh... He said no, and he did it with Dimension. I thought that was really fucking cool. But he also wanted it to be in black and white, which when we talked about the monsters, I think they might have looked a little better that way. <laughs> yeah, okay, we won't talk about it now. We're, we're at a certain year. of. But when we picked this movie, it was not in the top 10 on Netflix. It had come up on Netflix, and neither of us had seen it in years. See, we, we talked about watching it, so that's when it broke into the top 10. Yeah, it was because of us. It for was because sure. of us. Oh, yes. Well, somebody was listening and they were like, you know what? Others need to see this. Oh, well, let's fuck their shit. We're going to rub the mist in their face. No, it's fine. Uh, that's even better because probably some of the people listening have seen this fucking movie now. And uh, this came out when I was at the video store. And same. It, uh, I think no one was interested in watching it. That's It was still on the shelf. I. It actually came out before I started, but our store was so behind and disorganized. I'm pretty sure it was on like the new release wall the whole time I was there. <laughs> it was not a heavily rented thing. And no. I really, really like this movie because this was my entry point, man. This scared the shit out of me. This was my graduation from Goosebump books. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the grown world. Well, I'll give you a, a very brief summary. Well, and just so you watched it, you read it. I watched it, I read it, and I listened to the audio performance of it again. <laughs> Overkill. You went hard uh, in the pain. It, this book is 170 pages long. I had two weeks to read it. Not a fucking problem. <laughs> You're like child's play. Yeah, this child's is fucking play. baby shit for me. That's nothing. Uh, yeah, I, I like a, a thousand page Stephen King book. At the beginning of the pandemic, I reread the uncut version of The Stand. <laughs> which is over a thousand pages long just to be in the spirit of the end of the world one one of my mom's friends had that book that's a big that's a big book i've got it it's it's huge that's a biggie i have one of the early copies of when they released the full uncut version of the stand and let me tell you the uncut version is not better than the original cut stephen king kind of needs an editor so when did that not to catch you off guard when did that book drop like when did that book 70s was it 70s not 80s okay that's where i didn't know so it was 70s? Yeah, I want to say it was the 70s. I can't be, I don't, uh, my dates on when Stephen King books came out. Mm-hmm. Carrie is the 70s. Yes. Uh, Christine, 70s, Salem's Lot, 70s. When all that stuff came out, I have no fucking idea because I wasn't alive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was before your time. But there are like, there are actually Stephen King books I am saving because I'm afraid he'll die and I won't have any more Stephen King books. I'll still have Joe. No. Didn't Joe he get in an accident in, while jogging a couple years ago? I don't know. He got hit by a car. That was it. This was Dreamcatcher era? Yeah. Like way yep, back yep, then. Yep, yeah. yep. That's what I was thinking I of. think he wrote Dreamcatcher when he was also Thomas Jane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this summary is the briefest summary I think I've ever written because I, I don't want to give you a blow by blow of this movie. It's pretty simple as far as its idea goes. Because this was originally released, it's a novella, but it was in Skeleton Crew, which is a short story comic. It was the first one in it. It's 170 pages long. I'll get into the differences between the book and the movie and the audio. Was thinking about when I was watching this movie, I am interested in seeing the parts of the, how you took certain parts of it, because 
I love adaptations of things. Sometimes they're better for me. My wife said the same thing because I know what these people are thinking when this stuff happens mm -hmm. and what more of their backstory and stuff like that. And so that's why I enjoy a good adaptation of something. A but, good adaptation. Uh, I sometimes enjoy the bad ones too. Uh, like I said, <laughs> I've said this before on here. I love, I love The Shining. I love the movie. It's not the same as the book. And Stephen King doesn't like it. I don't care. I think that he got the drunk dad thing, recovering alcoholic father. Nailed it. Battling the inner demons. And Stanley Kubrick doesn't come out and say things. And I like the way he did it. So, but I also, I really like the book. I do not like the miniseries. <laughs> because hedge animals are not scary. They were in the book. Yeah. But... They had no. their time. Yeah. The mist, after a storm, knocks out the power and downs trees and smashes the boathouse in the studio of artist David Drayton, played by better than Aaron Eckhart, Thomas Jane. Yes. An ominous mist begins to creep across the lake behind their house. He leaves his wife, Steph, at home to clean up and heads to the grocery store in Bridgeton. I couldn't tell if he set this in Castle Rock. Because the only time you see a newspaper, it's Castle Rock. But anywhere I looked online, it's... Bridgeton. Being a Stephen King nerd, Castle Rock is a much bigger town than that. Yes. So, and Bridgeton, I know the exact scene you're talking about, the paper that said Castle Rock, yeah, so, but I feel like it was mentioned once in dialogue. As far as Stephen King geography goes, Castle Rock is very close to where Bridgeton is in the real world. Because mm -hmm. Bridgeton is not a fictional Stephen King town. It's in Maine. But. Is it Maine? Yes. Uh, Chester's Mill in Under the Dome is the fictionalized version of Bridgeton. <laughs> so chew on that for a pink while. Pink stars are falling. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Pink, <laughs> pink stars, pink stars are, are falling. falling. Yes. Did you watch the show? Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. The, no, Olympia would be like, are you watching Pink Stars Are Falling? And I was like, yes. Not the best Stephen <laughs> King book ending, but I really fucking like that book. I really like it. Uh, it's got what's his name in it. I had to watch it. Uh, he's that guy who's in every live fire exercise. Oh yeah, the, you know uh, yeah. he's in fucking Breaking Bad too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Walt, the, the brother, the brother. Yeah, he's not the, Walt. Walt is. Oh yeah, not fucking Walt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fuck. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, Hank. Hank. Yeah, sorry, Hank. But uh, and he was perfectly cast for that role. But Brian K. Vaughn was developing that as a series for HBO, mm -hmm. and then it eventually moved to Stars. And That's then the one that had that character Barbie. Yeah, ended up at CBS. Mm -hmm. It's just once it got to CBS, it got CBS quality acting. Yeah, it's why I couldn't watch Manifest. Manifest fucking sucks. I'm sorry. I'm glad. I'm glad we're on the same page. I've tried it two or three times, man. I I've quit, tried it two or three times. I quit watching Manifest three episodes in, and I was like, "This cheap fucking lost ripoff can suck my balls." <laughs> and then <laughs> Kelly watched all of it uh -huh. up to five episodes shy of where it gets canceled. And quit there. <laughs> Dude, that's And I was like, is there any more of a fuck you to this show that you watched over oh. two seasons? And then stopped five episodes and you were like, of the finish line? I don't care. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Damn. My friend said he looked it up to see if it was Christian propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> I do not understand. And Stephen King has recently been on Twitter talking about how he's like for them bringing the series back, which... That's weird, but I, it made me curious. Not enough to go watch it again, though. The fucking acting is terrible. Yeah, we just, I call it too cable-y. NBC is not there, great with sci-fi series. No, there's a, there's a certain corniness. Not, not even just corniness, just 
lack of depth, maybe. Straight up, shortest summary I've ever written. And, <laughs> and we still <laughs> already deviated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's start over here. He leaves his wife, Steph, at home to clean up and heads to the grocery store in Bridgeton, Maine to gather supplies with his son, Billy, and his neighbor, Brent Norton, played by Brooklyn Nine-Nine's own Captain Holt, Andre Brower. <laughs> Had to look that name up. <laughs> Even though I've heard it before. I'm just a space cadet. Mm -hmm. While in the long checkout line, the mist, having now spread to the town, reaches the store's parking lot, bringing with it Lovecraftian tentacle monsters and giant pink and gray insects from a rift, rather, a thinny from my Stephen King nerds. <laughs> Opened up by local military installment operating under the name The Arrowhead Project, which gives me... That's why Stranger Things is so good. Because there's so much Stephen King in there. <laughs> <laughs> Trapped in the store for two days with classic Stephen King archetypes and, of course, including a crazy church lady played by Marcia Gay Harden, who is fucking great in this. David must fight to survive not just the monsters, but the darkness that rises within the panicked townsfolk. That's why this movie was supposed to be black and white. Night of the Living Dead had very few actual zombie encounters in it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what he was picturing. These are people trapped in trapped in the house, like in the old... You're going to let the fear take over more than anything? Yeah, and they're like freaking out. and I'm going to go in the attic, and we should go in the basement, and blah, 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 and this is what we should do. And Barbara's screaming and shit. And, you know, like, Which so, they do lay it on in this movie, and it is openly mentioned once. She's like, it's only been two days. Two days. Yeah. And people, have, I feel like that's what would happen in real life, though. Give yeah. It two fucking days, we're fucked. We're screwed after two days. And it was the same. I don't know if Stephen King meant it to be like that, but a lot of the time, the people, the survivors that are like locked away trying to survive, go at each other in Stephen King stuff. And that's what makes it so much scarier. Human nature's going to take over. Humans are violent. And this was adapted and directed by Stephen King fucking veteran and Walking Dead developer Frank Darabont, who directed The Green Mile and The Shawshank Redemption. Arguably, two of the best adaptations of Stephen King's work. The bitches didn't get Andy that night. <laughs> You know, I've uh, <laughs> I've only seen the Shawshank Redemption once. Like yeah. people like largely feel like that's their favorite movie and I just I saw it and I was like this is so good. I was like I need to read this one because I've read everything else in that book. Mm -hmm. Pupil and uh The Body and was just stand by me. And then there's another one in it that I can't remember what it was. Sundog maybe? I can't remember. You're the Stephen King guy, man. Yeah, but I that's one of the ones I'm saving. <laughs> <laughs> there's other really great Stephen King it's adaptation. Dolores Claiborne show. is such a good adaptation. <laughs> also, none of those are fucking monster movies. And here's a monster movie. Very few Stephen King stories are monster, monster, like Lovecraft monsters like this one. Mm -hmm. The Mist also features Lori Holden, Jeffrey DeMunn, and Melissa McBride, who are all Walking Dead cast members. It also stars Francis Sternhagen, Toby Jones, voice of Dobby in Harry Potter, oh. the store manager, mm -hmm. little dude, William Sadler, who, in the audio adaptation of this that I listened to when I was a kid, plays David. No shit. No shit. Wow. For my notes on him, I just put his name because he's one of those guys that's... He's one of my favorites. He's in everything. Yeah, he's... he's was he in A Tales from the Crypt? Oh, yes. He was. He was in Demon Knight. He's the main character. Well, yeah, but I, no, no, but the show. 
Was he's it? in two episodes of Tales two, from the Crypt. Two, right? Yeah, he's okay. in two episodes and he's in Demon Knight. He's okay. in multiple episodes of The Twilight Zone in the 90s. Mm-hmm. He's in Outer Limits episodes. He's uh, the janitor. Rats, rats, rats. <laughs> I fucking so, love William Sadler. I was and he's the fucking Reaper in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I, I made notes <laughs> of those. I knew you would know, but uh, yeah. I fucking love Bill Sadler. I, Bill I Sadler is the shit. You know, you're way more hardcore into the Bill and Ted's, but as soon as I saw that, and I, I was like, Scott's good. I feel like that's the, I thought that was the first place he popped up in my childhood. It turns out it's the mist, his voice. You heard him before you saw him. I, I was like, oh my God, I have to listen to the 3D audio thing now. And you can't find it anywhere. I had to listen to it on YouTube. You could buy an audio CD from Amazon. Uh, whoa for $16 they're like we gotta clear the inventory but we still just need to put make it something. on fucking audible it's so cool I'm gonna make you listen to like a little snippet of it and you're gonna understand how like an 8 year old would feel listening to this no laying on his living room floor I'm in down. like 80s fucking headphones <laughs> those had such good padding yeah the Sony's man they're great the pads were just so good back they're so big there were a couple other people in this yeah, but uh, I mean down man Crashdown was in this. Battlestar. Also, his character, not in the book. Oh, is that something they threw in? I think they needed a way to explain the Arrowhead project a little more. When the military guys commit suicide, we're, I'm, you're going to jump around a lot, but okay. when the military guys commit suicide in the thing, mm-hmm. that happens way earlier in the book. The first five minutes of this movie is the first third of the book. Oh, no shit. Because that's how Stephen King gets. He gets in with a character. So there's and a lot more at the just, home life. Yeah, he just sits with them. So when I listened to the 3D audio version of this when I was a kid, uh, I was so worried about his wife mm-hmm. the whole time. Because I was like, fucking, you got to go home, man. <laughs> like, that's how I felt when I was a kid. And what's fucked up is uh, in the book, lots of spoilers in this one. So if, if you plan to read the book or something, you may want to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, he <laughs> fucks uh andrea amanda the teacher in in, the store in the store in the book and so when i was a little older and i read the book i was betrayed (laughs) like i was like fucking steph is at home (laughs) like i still had that childhood fear of like this kid's mom is at home well they did a good job with the googly eyes and the chemistry apparently he had all that in the script Mm -hmm. but he the way he had written it in this script was that they were already having an affair and then they get locked in the store together. And uh, is that what it meant? So that so he cut all of it out. And that makes perfect it's sense. It's not in the 3D audio version. Because they of were it at pretty all. close from the get-go and I, the eyes in the line. I don't know if he didn't fill it or what, but mm-hmm. he, he may have filmed it and then cut those parts out of the movie. Yeah. To to cover it up. And I it mean, is, did they bang on the floor next to the dead chick? <laughs> no i don't think so they, they like bang in the manager's office or something in the book no also like in the book it's his babysitter who mm-hmm. is the cashier not a teacher at the school so it's like a young younger girl yeah like not not like a 16 year old girl but like a college age girl well yeah and can we just so she was one of the walking dead alums yeah but she's also an x-files alum true <laughs> and for, there was a point in life uh not enough faces who lauren holly really little bit when yeah. i was younger when i was younger because i thought for a hot second lauren holly was in the x-files like i would remember i am not gonna lie i'm not the biggest fan of this actress no no i was really happy when andrea died because andrea makes it a lot longer in the comic books in Andrea should have opted out way sooner she should have opted out at the cdc fun fact though he did this movie right before walking dead mm-hmm. tom jane was supposed to play rick 
shut the front door. There was some sort of scheduling problem and he couldn't film. Man, the I love me some Andy Lincoln. But if that would have been Thomas Jane as Rick Grimes. Oh my God, it would have been so much better to me. Uh, but I fucking love Thomas Jane. Andrew Lincoln is such like a good, funny guy. He's though. really good. He's I really, love really Andrew good. Lincoln. I think it's I've funny that he's like that. a British guy and that he nails that accent. No, Andrew Lincoln. I'm, I take I take it back. I love you so much. But that would have been like that would have been cool in an alternate universe. They picked Thomas an Jane excellent replacement. But I yeah. I think it would have been really good with Thomas Man. Jane. Isn't that a weird though? That's really weird. I, I I love me some Thomas Jane though. But no, I I love you, Andy Lincoln. Yeah. You're the shit, and, and it's cool. Everything worked out, and Thomas Jane is my favorite character in the Expanse. So, <laughs> dude, did you hear his Punisher voice a couple times in the mist? Yeah, you know uh, another <laughs> weird fact with this when they go to the pharmacy. Yeah, and I, I was massively drunk, jumping around and ditching my whole fucking outline. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I uh, fuck it <laughs> when they go to the thing and he gets the comic book for his kid. Yeah, he takes one off. He takes Hellboy. Was but that what he grabbed? I almost rewound he it. He wanted him to grab a Punisher, but Thomas Jane was mad at the guys who made Punisher. And he was like, I don't want to do that. Had he already done Punisher before? He'd the already recently. Yeah. Okay. And he was not going to do another one because he was pissed for some reason. Okay, real quick, not to get you off anymore, but okay, in the movie, the paintings. No, let, let's jump around as much as we can. I have so many notes of like things I noticed that were Stephen King universe. Okay, because... the opening scene, he's an artist. He's at home. What? Okay, I saw the thing. So the one he's painting is Roland DeShane from the Dark Tower. Roland uh-huh. travels through Finney's world to world. So this hole that all these monsters came through. Okay, and I had that. Which so... is the only real way you can connect this to a lot of other Stephen King stuff. There's not a whole lot of... But was the thing the was the was thing right there? Yeah, the thing was right there. What was to the left of that? Was that Wizard of... Was that, was that not a Stephen King? What was the one with the little girl next to the tree? Do you know what that was? Oh, I didn't look closely enough to see all okay, of them. Okay, I saw, the, I saw the thing. The I almost wanted to rewind because like I thought there maybe should be the fog too. Also John Carpenter. The there's pirates. definitely a Christine one in the room. No shit? Yeah. I didn't catch the Christine Yeah, one. there's a Christine poster Fuck in the room. Fuck me, and I had that in my notes. I knew I was going to talk about it. Yeah. And Son of a bitch. It's it's off to the side, not not super... Pre- uh, the thing in the Dark Tower were the the ones that were in the front. Yes. And both very appropriate. The fog would have been a nice touch, though. Maybe too on the I nose. I didn't know if you sat there and like rewound, rewound a little bit. I watched it with Kelly because she's never seen it. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. Um, but no, it caught my eye because I was like, okay, I, I don't know Stephen King as well as you do. So I was like, but I wonder if Scott caught other ones. Well, the one he's painting, I was like, oh my God, it's fucking rolling. <laughs> I didn't notice that the first time because I love the Dark Tower. That's where it all connects. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but there were tons, tons more Stephen King stuff in this. Uh, the amount of people that were also in other Stephen King things. So Captain Holt, Andre Brower, Andre Brower. He was in Salem's Lot way back in the day. Hmm. Uh, William Sadler, Green Mile, Shawshank Redemption, mm-hmm. same director. Not a huge stretch in the audio play. That's fucking crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, Toby Jones, he's like a legendary actor at this point, especially in England. But his father was in Firestarter, which was a weird thing to find. And I sort of stumbled on that one. Wow. His dad was in Firestarter? Yeah, his dad was in Firestarter. Who was the better Capote, Toby or Philip uh... Seymour Hoffman? I don't know. I'd split decision. He, he, Philip Seymour Hoffman did great, but I feel like the the other version was a little more. I felt it. Did you notice the stock boy? Yes, Chris Owen. Okay, so the stock. He was the one. He's from like a major pain. That was the one that really jumped out of my head. Uh, can't hardly wait. Second one. 
The kid steals a gumball machine. <laughs> <laughs> and was he also keep going, keep going with what else you were American talking about? American Pie? Yes. Van Wilder? America. That's what I was the Shermanator. See, Kelly remembered American Pie. I've only seen American Pie once. Oh. I fucking did not think it was as funny as everybody else did. It was on a lot around me. There were people I remember when that came out going to see it over and over again in the movie theater. And I went and saw it and I was like, I'm not going to see it. No, man, that again. I had HBO or something, or like the house I was at had HBO, you know, living with other people. So, yeah. and that's back when there was one HBO, not like seven of them. I went and saw it in the theater. And then people would be like, we're going to go see it again. Do you want to go? And I'd be like, no. No. Not that great. Mm -mm. Not at all. Not even, mm -mm. not, I would have gone to see Freddy Got Fingered multiple times before I went and see fucking American Pie. That's how I felt. Going to work at a cheese sandwich factory. Did you get a LeBaron Freddy? I only see one LeBaron Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Carol from Walking Dead. Always losing her fucking kids, man. I know. I, so <laughs> Olympia saw that I was watching it. She was like, oh, I forgot that's your movie you're going to watch. And she was like, I would have watched that with you. And I looked and I was like 47 minutes in, which is almost halfway. Yeah. And she was like, I'll watch it later. And I told her, you know, boom, the three Walking Dead alums. And then I told her what happened later. And we made that same connection. Always looking for the kids. That was like one of the first things I wrote. Well, and my very last note of all my notes was fucking Carol. You know, uh, <laughs> I I read a lot of trivia about this, too, because it's just Stephen King nerd. I love it. So they were going to have her like mummified in her house with her kids at oh. the end when they're driving out mm -hmm. somebody in the cast was like wouldn't it be more fucked up if she was on the truck like she made it yeah that's one of those small because you said you've seen it two or three times before yeah this. yeah i don't want to say too much about the ending i'll still issue a spoiler warning when we get yeah i've, I've probably seen bits. it four or five times before this one but i didn't remember that thing at the end oh i i never noticed it at all but i don't think i really knew who she was the first time i saw this or the first couple times i saw it. the last time i'd seen it I'd, i so the thing is the three walking dead alums i swear last time i watched it i was like there's two even in walking dead i was like she's gonna die and then she becomes a really important character yeah and they killed the show andrea which awesome <laughs> yeah fuck andrea she hooked up with the governor uh, she ends up with Rick in the comic books, I believe. Yes, I think that's what it was. Yeah. I, Olympia read him, I didn't. Same, I, I mean, I've said it before, I I quit reading that shit. I was like, <laughs> where, did, where does this end? Well, that's where, you know, we were hardcore. He finished it, though. Yeah, we were hardcore fans, but they just drew it out. Too many spinoffs. Oh, let's create another universe Well, now something. that it's over, I'm going to finish it. Yeah, as soon I've as got that a last season seasons. is on Netflix, yeah. oh, we're we're killing it. Yeah, but the last season's on Netflix. Is it? Okay. I think, I'm pretty sure. I'm 80% sure. Okay. Yeah, we left off in The Whispers. That We made it as far as halfway through The Whispers. See, I didn't make that you don't, Yeah. I made it to uh, and the end of Negan's... Sir, uh, saviors? The Yeah, him being locked up, and then I stopped. We weren't the same after Glenn and Abraham. Yeah, uh, I am not that kind of person, though. Uh, when you kill... A really important character, and it fucking mentally wrecks me. That's good writing. Well, so, and again, spoilers. One of the things I liked about Walking Dead was they would take people you really liked out. Mm -hmm. And that was that was something that I'm I'm for. Kill people that are important. Mm -hmm. Have some fucking guts. Uh, I don't agree with Millie Bobby Brown was like, the Duffer Brothers are being sissies about things and, and not killing as many people as they could. And he was like, it's not the kind of fucking show. Like, they, they were like, that's not what we're doing here. <laughs> Whatever. I agree with them over over her. Whatever, man. The girl speaks at a Whatever term. floats your boat. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. Also, uh, Frances uh, Stranhagen, she was in misery. The old lady? 
Was she in misery? She was in misery. She's his agent when she called. Yeah. I, you know, that's been on something and I need yeah, to watch also, that again. Rest in peace, James Conn. I don't think we've said anything about yeah, it. But that I, man I, was one of my favorite actors. And uh, misery is one of the greatest Stephen King movies ever. God damn you, Kathy Bates. You're amazing. Mm -hmm. Fucking Dolores Claiborne also. About Schmidt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, American Horror Story, Kathy Primary Bates. Colors. How many Kathy Bates movies can you think of? <laughs> Do you want to? No. No, no. Okay. Uh, so how did you feel about the <laughs> tentacles? The tentacles and the bugs and stuff? Did you think the special effects had aged well? <laughs> no. I've seen network TV sci-fi shows with, with special effects 50 times better than that. I almost had it. Yeah, fucking Dinotopia had better special effects. Do you know what vibe I got at times when you would see like the creatures' faces? Tim Burton, the way that they looked creaky, yeah, maybe creepy, like but creepy fish, even. Yeah, because it was like a smile almost with the creepy little faces. Oh, the way they yeah, were like, me and Kelly yeah. laughed a few times with that, like ah, they're like deadites. They're happy to be here. And I, I swear, in my, I don't know if I was, I swear that some of them had spiral eyes, like spiral pupils, yes, for sure. And that's why I was like, this is like a fucking Tim Burton weird creature thing. Again, I feel like if it was in black and white, all that stuff would look great. Yeah. And but, maybe that's what he was thinking was going to happen. But well, I, even the color palettes they used for the creatures, like not just the quality of it. but In, then, the, in the book, they're pink. Really? Yes. Okay. Everything is pink and fleshy and freaked me the fuck out but when i read were, it these were like some purples some violets some burgundy very you know? bright colored yeah they were like pink and gray but with the quality of those graphics it was almost too shimmery at times i shimmery is the word i'm going to use yeah we were at a like mm. uh, a really bad valley of special effects in 2008 was that when this movie was i 07. didn't even oh seven yeah not a great time they were at that that was i guess that might have been a good in between because you still needed money at that point for really good stuff another question i have for you frank oh fill in the gaps for me yeah I uh, come up what with... year was this movie supposed to be taking place in because nobody used a cell phone no one even attempted to use a cell phone yeah so in my mind it was kind of like mid 90s see in the book and in every stephen king book it's either perpetually the 50s to me or mm -hmm. it's perpetually the 80s 80s 70s that's always what i picture if you looked in the at the cars in the parking lot though there was like a big mid late 80s well he was driving that really old i'd say that that range rover yeah the the land cruiser i think it yeah was. land cruiser that's what it was yeah um i would say that's a 70s model maybe i know in the book the neighbor brent his car that gets smashed is a t-bird mm -hmm. and it was like that fucking beamer or mercedes or something like 80 that. beamer 1980 beamer yeah, i did notice mercedes uh, benz it was a mercedes reading some stuff about the movie apparently they car was not totaled they weren't supposed to fuck it up a tree had fallen on it the roof was smashed but everything else was fine it was easily restored and they ruined that car and <laughs> fucked it up and they were like this was a huge mistake <laughs> it's yeah that's the risk you take it's a big fuck up. that's the risk you take when you use real shit in a movie when they forget to swap out the real one with the prop one sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. Except for it's, I guess there was no prop. Did you also notice when the bugs were flying around when they come into the store, everyone's line of sight of them was fucking way Just off. way off. Way off. Like, yeah, nobody was even like Ugh. holding anything on a stick. Like they were like swatting and then the bug would be over here. Who made these fucking bugs? Well, yeah. And I mean, behind the scenes, you know, you see somebody's there like a prop guy with something However, to represent what they're supposed to look at to even help them guide their vision. You yes. know, there's different tricks they use. Yeah. It, I did not. I don't it's, think they did anything. However, the practical severed tentacle when they go back into the storage room. Uh, once 
fucking looked amazing. That, I was gonna say. Which I was gonna say. Which brings me to the conclusion that if this movie was made in the 80s by John Carpenter, mm -hmm. which it should have been, I get it, you directed The Fog. This would have been a hybrid yeah. of your two movies. But I would have loved that. It would have been so good. What could have been? What could have been? If John Carpenter were not Well, alive. yeah, no. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up what it looked like once it was severed. I kind of even liked the sting on the chick's neck. Yeah, that one looked good. We almost thought it was a continuity error. I missed the sting while we were watching. I, I rewound a little bit because I was oh. like, wait, she's clutching the wrong side of her neck because it bites her on this side mm -hmm. and then stings the other side. I saw it go in this side. I missed the sting the first time. When oh. we, we rewound and watched it, I was like, oh, it stung her. Oh, and yeah. what I could appreciate about that one was it stung her and then it flew back and then off like a little fuck you almost. I don't know if you noticed that. What's funny is I finished this book, mm -hmm. ate dinner, watched the movie yesterday. <laughs> so I, I fucking mainlined this shit. <laughs> so you can take a good break for a while before the next viewing or reading. I probably won't read a book for the whatever the next movie is. I'll watch this movie again in a year or two. I do really fucking like this movie. I thought it was good. I thought it was a, a solid fucking solid movie no i thought it was great we were kind of on the fly when we selected this movie but we had mentioned it before in another show we so were just kind of talking about it how we both wanted to watch it again because it had been a long time i like doing those mm -hmm. especially i didn't notice so many things that i missed i feel like since the time i watched this and read the book for the first time and all that stuff i've read so much more stephen king since then mm -hmm. oh how'd you like the line in the movie damn childproof lighters <laughs> <laughs> dude they the had they had andrea wrestling with a fucking barbecue or like a candle lighter for like fucking two minutes during like an action sequence what i did think about the speaking of the tentacles looking bad mm -hmm. that the mist looked kind of bad when it rolled into the parking lot real cgi mist but whatever they did to keep it on that side of the door door because that shot was really like smoke but it stayed right there yeah there was like an invisible barrier i feel like they did some sort of temperature thing like maybe made the air real cold inside and Real and maybe use some dry ice instead of just fog and that's how you it was can... probably dry ice for yeah sure. and then that way maybe you could combat the flow of the cloud with a different temperature that looked really fucking good the practical effects in this movie look fucking amazing but the the cgi is is yeah. very much of 2007 i saw fucking tim burton in these bugs <laughs> yeah and this was a movie based off of a stephen king story and i saw tim burton so i mean that's the bugs other what? weird little stephen king things i noticed not the worst ever i've ever seen though want to say that so when the bug lands on church lady's shirt yes on carmody miss carmody mm -hmm. uh lands on her shirt she says my life for you <laughs> which is what trash can man says in the stand oh fuck yeah no he's, the, he's to randall flag he's yeah. my life for you I don't, do you remember the miniseries yes because that's uh max headroom yes it plays yeah. trash can man well and, and that girl i always talk about the chick from news radio or whatever who was the she uh, we said that or, before it wasn't news and a little correction that was just shoot me just shoot me <laughs> fuck man my 90s tv <laughs> sitcoms which one was rogan on rogan was on news radio he was on news radio she was Dave on fully was on news radio uh david spade was just shoot me david spade was just shoot me uh, -huh. uh veronica mars's dad was on just shoot me oh yeah and who's like the the guy who owns the paper no the oh she's like the executive chick in one of those she's in a lot of stuff oh uh the one who's like the aging fashion model in just shoot me the no old, the old no lady? not her but that's a good one too yeah yeah she's in 
X-Files. Is she? Yeah, I believe she replaces... They had like a bigger actress playing, you know, when they go to the do the deposition. Mm-hmm. I think they replace her with her mm. afterwards. Yeah, I could... But yeah, she's in a lot of stuff too. The only reference I can think of is an office one, and so I know you won't get that, but she was Robert California's wife in The Office. I think she was in one of those two sitcoms. Uh, I'll have to check on that later. Yeah, there were like very... Uh, I feel like he really gave a fuck about this. Apparently, he acquired this property, and Stephen King trusted him with it after he did the Green Mile. I'm tired, boss. Yeah, he gave him something scary. He did some cool shit. Another weird thing that I noticed, he doesn't do it in the book, but in the movie, he calls him Big Bill, Stuttering Bill's nickname in It. He calls his kid Big Bill. But in the book, he calls him Honey a bunch of times, which I thought was like eh, kind of weird. Oh, what did you think? I mean, I know that this was the perfect setting, but what did you think about the opportunities for product placement in this film? It was in a grocery store. It pales in comparison to the amount of product placement in the audio performance. No way. Oh, my God. So many times. In the audio performance? Yeah, they mentioned Pepsi. They mentioned like name brands oh, well, all and that's throughout weird. it. Okay, so this one was uh, Coca-Cola. But I don't know if you remember this from the movie. There's a scene where people are like scrambling and falling. And somebody's like holding a fucking Frosted Flakes box. <laughs> label out against the outside I didn't of the basket. That. You always catch product placement before I do. It, I didn't think about it much until a few years ago, and then I, I really dug into it in certain movies. I did notice it a lot in Congo, but... No, and we touched yeah, on that. Yeah. But no, this Frosted Flakes box was being pushed against the side of the basket to keep the face out. But then I noticed that they couldn't get Cheerios. It was some off-brand for Cheerios on a shelf at one point interesting but then coca-cola was like bam at one point when they were on the floor and i mean even like tilted out <laughs> like in a coke way. is probably an easy get as far as uh yeah you want to have that stuff in it when you have a bunch of fake shit and like go ahead and do the product you need some more thing, especially if you're in a grocery there are some people making a nice side business off of props though i've seen that lately some behind the scenes on some of those guys coming up they're just making labels for beer bottles and shit now, like like you were saying crashdown wasn't in uh in the, the book. book, yeah, he was he was there to explain the Arrowhead project. Thing, it was to that fill was, a gap for this. Well, yeah, for so the, that that the version. first third of the book being like him cleaning up trees on his property, probably and, dealing and, with Norton a little bit more, a little bit more, and you feel a little worse for Norton in the book. He's, he's a fucking dick in the movie, which is fine as far as all of the adaptation things he did for mm -hmm. this made total sense to me. You cannot beat for beat make everything exactly like the source material especially with a, a first person narrative like this well yeah and i mean really i didn't have anything else big i just and I, you know no spoilers we won't get too much into it but this is one of the most ruthless endings are we oh yeah so if you don't want the end spoiled i should we i don't want to blast we don't no no it. it's fine i'm gonna assume that most of these movies okay. people have seen let's say it you know so like because that's a big thing is that's not the ending of the book spoilers for the book he is writing this down and he leaves it in a restaurant and that's what you're reading. Mm. But he says, there's a little hope. We're going to keep driving. Worst comes to worse. In the book, there's four people in the car, not five. Mm -hmm. So we have three bullets, four people. I don't know what to do with that, but that's something. Then he leaves the journal in the restaurant and it ends. Nice. And the audio book or the audio performance ends with, uh, you hear a little on the radio, Hartford. And then... That's after the big Leviathan thing has gone over. So them. they have they have like a, a guiding light. Yeah, they, there's a little bit of hope, which yeah. is something I like out of Stephen King. He doesn't always fucking kill everyone. He's ruthless with short stories, though. 
Mm. He will fucking kill everyone. <laughs> Children. No one is safe from fucking Stephen King writing a short story. But generally, if you put a thousand pages into a Stephen King book, uh-huh. he's not going to kill everyone. He, he might kill the kids. <laughs> well, so in this movie, there was some kid killing. Well, dead kids. Yeah. For it was, sure. In the book, were there dead kids? Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I mean, no, not like this. At the end, blasts everyone in the car. Yeah. Which is crazy. But apparently Stephen King thought that was amazing. No, the first time I watched this movie, I hadn't read the book. I hadn't read the, I hadn't listened to the audio <laughs> the audio <laughs> performance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean it was on the shelf at Hollywood, so I took it home. I watched it. I had no idea. I was liking the movie. I don't think I was tearing into the special effects as much. Cause you know, it was like oh seven, oh eight when I watched it. I was it was fine. Yeah. It was late. I was probably baked. Um, <laughs> you know, it was good. But then you come across this fucked up ending. I couldn't fucking believe yeah. what I was seeing. I would I was say like, that this ending really makes up for the bad special effects because no, it, if, I was going to say this ending like probably a, pushed it from a six to a seven point one. With the that's why the people rating it gave it what they did. Yeah, because no matter ending, what you thought about the movie, this ending when was you like, get what to the this fuck? brutal fucking ending it is really hard to be like because Kelly was a little mad at me for not telling you. No, it's just a lot of the time, sometimes she'll be like, well, that was real fucking uplifting. And I'm like, you married me. (laughs) Are you are you aware of who I am? Uh, Because uplifting is not some shit I want (laughs) to. Yeah, no, uh, I don't go for uplifting. Stephen King was he wanted to put him in the movie mm -hmm. because Stephen King's in so many. So many. And his cameos are great. He was supposed to play the biker. The one that like went out and got it. Yeah, he, that's how we wanted Instead, him to play. Instead, they got like a bootleg fucking. Uh... Did you did you watch Sons of Anarchy? No. Stephen King makes a cameo in Sons of Anarchy. No way. That is the best Stephen King cameo ever in Sons of Anarchy. Even better than that's what I, I was going to say. Don't you. touch meteors. It I was going to say don't you. touch meteors. <laughs> yeah. You get the moss. Well, that's his only line when he, when he tries to. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, well, yeah, man, you put it in your mouth. It's the only line in that bit too. Is he? He just goes meteor shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I love that final scene when he's in the chair and it's just all. Oh, we're just looking back and forth because it's doesn't it do that pan? Yeah, like of like the whole place of the whole place, and then you see the grass like moving the chair. Oh my god, it's so good. Uh, That's why it was in my watch now on fucking Amazon. I don't know if it's still there, but um, yeah, I thought the biker they got was bootleg Ron Perlman. It was bootleg Ron Perlman. That's why when you said (laughs) I was like, that's what I was just about to say was I think the biker was bootleg Ron Perlman. Yeah, Ron Perlman could have been the biker. Ron Perlman. Hellboy, Hellboy comic book, Friends with Thomas Jane, bit more than a Stephen King cameo. Oh, wasn't Maximum Overdrive, he was at the ATM? Was he ATM guy? Yes, he was. Yeah. He also wrote and directed that movie, and it is not a story that he adapted. And he says, he claims he does not remember writing or shooting the movie at all. No way. Because he was so high on cocaine. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole soundtrack is ACDC. That's why it's amazing. Yeah. Why was the Hobgoblin on the front of that truck? (laughs) I I realize this this episode is more about Stephen King than it is about The Mist. But uh, But if you want to do more Stephen King movies, I'm down. (laughs) Anytime. You know, I watched Maximum Overdrive recently, and that the the score that plays right before some shit happens. Yeah. It's so good. (laughs) It's so loud. (laughs) Like, you no matter what your volume, it's like a fucking commercial if you're watching regular TV. I also, uh, in this movie, I noticed a Willem scream. You know, the the scream that the sound guys like to jam in there? The... (laughs) 
the one yeah. that's in everything in the parking lot when they're making a run for the car i think it might be the biker no because he's the clothesline guy that scream is in there they, mm-hmm. they stuck it in there which is dope I, I heard it yeah it's in everything i love it it's in everything it was a good movie it was a fantastic stephen king movie. good movie Good movie. Sure. I didn't realize people loved it enough to give it a 7.1 on IMDb. I like this top 10 Netflix thing because I feel like this was this started happening around the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, we, if they would have like, listened to us, it wouldn't have made it to top 10. Um, <laughs> you know, I, they can, they're going to watch it. Yeah, they can give us credit at any point now that we talked about it and then it was in the top 10 <laughs> before we recorded it, but we'd already talked about it. So that was us. Um, <laughs> No, um, you kind of get to see that people aren't as what Hollywood thinks about things, you know, or what you would think like movie executives would feel about something. Yeah. But I mean, Cool World is a movie, so <laughs> <laughs> who knows what those people are thinking? Kind of good movie, too. A while back, it was on Prime and I put it in my list and it just sat there and then it went off Prime. Man, I've tried to rewatch it a couple times. It is, it is, a, it's a weird movie, man. Same team that did Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which I've rewatched Who Framed Roger Rabbit in the last like five years. I saw it a while back. That shit is dark. Yeah. That movie's fucking dark, man. Christopher Lloyd is scary. (laughs) 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 What are we watching next time? I was, uh, that's actually what I was just looking up because we talked about it. One more weird little fun fact. Uh Uh, The video game Half-Life was inspired by The Mist, which makes fucking perfect sense. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. No, no, that's good. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is going to... Next week, we'll be watching Paradise Hills. I saw Emma Roberts in it, and I was like, I like some Emma Roberts. I do. I think she makes good decisions. I love Scream Queens. Scream Scream Queens was excellent. God, it was so good. I hope I pronounced it right. I like it more than I liked American Horror Story, to be perfectly honest. Oh. And I I didn't like every season of American Horror Story. they, I didn't finish it. I didn't finish Scream Queens. Oh, really? No. Oh, you should but I loved it. It's good. It was so good. Yeah. What it, was that guy's name? The real like. <laughs> oh, I don't fucking know? remember. But I, he was so good. I would rewatch Scream Queens gladly. Emma Roberts, man, I'm ready for this. It, it's just it caught my eye. It was, what is this movie about? I it it's caught my eye. I put it on my thing, but I didn't uh, read what it was about at all. I literally was like, "That looks weird. I'll do that." It's the same with that movie, The Princess, on Hulu. I'm going to watch that. This is a very long description. Uh, basically, girls are coming up in this school, I believe. Is it a sci-fi movie? Sci-fi. We don't have to do a full rundown. Let's find out. Yeah, let's. It's it looks interesting. It's it's basically a sci-fi, but that's why one of the movies I watched was Level 16. I'm wondering if it's one of those very similar stories. Like, you know, if Level 16 was the little indie guy. And this is the more budgeted, you know, bigger budget, more star power version. See, the version. cover of this movie looks like it could either be like cool Stepford Wives mm-hmm. kind of vibe, uh, bright, or Sucker Punch. Yeah, I'm glad we're doing another Netflix movie. I'm stoked about that. Yeah, I it's it's been it's been sticking out on Netflix. It was there right before vacation, and I believe, and it was there right when I got back, right at the top of the list. I knew that we hadn't picked anything, and I'm like, this looks like one. People yeah, might wonder I, f- about. I, f- I feel like that that's one that you would hover over and be like, eh, I don't know, and then move on. Yeah, but Paradise Hills. I'm stoked. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. I feel like I have a, a nice full plate now. And uh, I mean, this was 2019, so it's not super old, but it's not brand new. Emma Roberts was born February 10th, 1991. Sorry. Uh, that was a long time ago. 
I feel like you just said that like, uh, my goodness, isn't she young? <laughs> yeah. I, I think I said it as in my goodness, but I'm just feeling older every day. Over 30. Just over 30. <laughs> and we're not that much older than her. Not much, but there's a lot, you know, I, she's less than a month younger than Olympia. Cradle robber. <laughs> thanks everyone for joining us for the last video store clerks podcast be sure to leave a rating and subscribe you can find us on twitter at last clerks instagram at the last video store clerks and you can find scott at dispatches from the pit.com